Thanks for listening to the Shaving Dollars Podcast with your host, John T. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Thank you very much for tuning into episode two of the Shaving Dollars Podcast. What's kind of funny with that was the last one that just got posted up was supposed to be episode zero, but... The service provider that we use, which is free, shout out to Red Circle. Uh, if you're thinking about starting up a podcast, definitely check them out. Super easy to start up. That's what I'm using the show for. So talking about saving some money there, but the free podcast platform. Super dig it. Super into it. Uh, maybe we might make some videos in the future on that. Anyhow, uh, it was supposed to be episode zero for the last one, but seeing that I couldn't name it number zero. It was supposed to be an intro just for myself. Uh, We kind of mixed it up and we made that into episode one. So this makes this episode two. So thank you very, very much for tuning in episode two of the Shaving Dollars podcast. I am your host, John Tessman. If you could tell, I'm a little weird, I'm a little wild, and I hope that uh, you're kind of with me on this journey here as we talk about some personal finance goals and kind of where we're going in our future. The topic that we're going to be bringing up today is a very simple one that affects everybody out there, okay? It doesn't matter young, old, middle-aged, if you're a kid, whoever you are, everybody loves a sense of entertainment, particularly from movies or television shows. So the topic that I really want to dive into today, our quick little money-saving topic, is using the technology that we have out there right now and the resources to kind of cut back on some of the expenses of what we face in everyday life. For example, why do we want to go to a movie theater when the movie is going to be 20 bucks? when if we wait for a special day where it might be five bucks, six bucks, 10 bucks on sale, car load night, especially now with drive-in movie theaters. For example, I know a lot of drive or a lot of regular movie theaters near me have the $5 movie day on Tuesdays. And especially now that a lot of films haven't been out, you'll see a lot of movie theaters draw some specials just to get the guests back in there into the cinemas again. Because let's face it, the concession stands a ton of money, right? So, you know, I definitely was one of those people going to the dollar store and loading up and putting candy and all those kind of things in my pockets before going into the cinema because I I couldn't even justify at a young age paying 10, 15 bucks for some candies or some nachos or something like that. So definitely when you think about budget cutting and kind of cutting some corners on some expenses. Look at your local movie theater or your cinema, cafe, whatever's nearby. See what days, what nights they're running specials on and consider making some plans around those. Another money-saving tip. Now, hopefully this applies to a lot of the listeners out there is for the Android users. And I'm actually not too sure if this app is available for uh, on the Apple phones or the iOS system as well. But for Android users, definitely if you go onto the Google Play Store, you go on there and you could download an app called Google Play Rewards. Now, the cool thing with this app is it's a couple of survey questions that will ask you randomly like, hey, did you visit this store? Did you go here? Did you do this? What did you do? Did you do a purchase? Uh, do you want to scan your receipt in? A whole bunch of stuff. The really cool thing with this rewards app, as long as you're loyal to it and you don't skip out and you're actually showing activity on the app, it will pay you 
it's usually very low, like 50 cents or less uh, for each time that you answer one of these maybe, maybe 15 second long surveys. So I highly recommend. What I like to do with that is I like to turn around, go into the Google Play Store, buy a couple of cool like personal finance books or self-development books or even some movies, particularly some of the movies. You scroll down, you go into the 99 cent range, you can see some old classic classic movies in there. You know, maybe once in a while you get like a little Tommy Boy, a little Chris Farley. Shout out to him. He's one of my favorite of all time. But um, you can see some movies on there, some some of which are newer too, and they'll range anywhere from $0.99 cents to $1.99, $2.99. The point of it is, though, since you sign up for the Google Play Rewards, you're actually getting that movie completely free just for dealing with a couple of seconds of dealing with a survey. Now, the cool thing with the Google Play Rewards app as well is you can go visit a store location and do the receipt-based um, submissions. And it pays a little bit less. Those are like five, 10 cents, 12 cents, something like that. But essentially all you do is let's say you go into CVS, your location services is on. I know it's kind of creepy for everybody that doesn't want to be tracked. Probably not the wisest choice for you to do this then if it's going to make you feel uncomfortable, especially when you're only dealing with a couple of cents here and there. But if you just go into the store, you make a purchase, you scan your receipt, and boom, you can get paid. So kind of a cool concept. And uh, I've been doing it for a few years now. I've never had any issues. Google Play Rewards actually pays you back with Google Play Credit. So my account right now, I think I have over $60, and I always float around that $60 mark. So it seems to work out pretty well for me. So I definitely highly recommend you checking out the Google Play Rewards app. Just because, hey, if you can build up to $40, $50, $60 as well, free stuff is pretty cool. Especially uh, seeing that you could use it anywhere on there for songs, movies, television shows, television series, uh, books, audiobooks. The end, like, it's up to you. It is what it is, and it's up to your choice, whatever that you can get on that app. So with that said, definitely check that out as well. Our next money-saving topic, and our last one for this show, is going to be pretty obvious one, and that's cutting the cord. I feel like more people are starting to do this now with a lot of the different services that are out there in the field. Uh, we will have some more in-depth service. Uh, I shouldn't say services, I should say podcast episodes coming up in the future of kind of drilling down each one for its benefits, but just to kind of cover it. If you haven't cut your cord just yet, and what I mean by cutting the cord, I mean getting rid of cable, getting rid of the big monster cable uh, giant, that huge bill that's in your house for only two or three channels that you watch. And for all my fellow sports fans out there as well, let's face it. Sports really aren't the same thing right now, unfortunately. Uh, they're not really happening too much. I don't even know what like the MLB package looks like for pricing. I have no idea what the NFL uh, packages are going to look like for like Dish Network and all those kind of programs. Hopefully, they're heavily discounted, but I doubt it. So if you're listening to the show, definitely I'm curious, shavingdollarspodcast at gmail.com. Let me know because I'm curious as well. But look at Cutting the Cord, an awesome website, which brings back so many memories to me because I used to work 
at Radio Shack years ago, we always used to have the customers go to antennaweb.org. So they could type, it's actually a website where you can type in your physical home address and see what channels you'll be able to pull in uh, before you even consider buying an antenna. Now, I will tell you in my travels through different apartments, throughout different areas of New England where I have lived, I've always used just a basic, I think it was a $40 antenna, so pretty decent, $20 to $40 range, and I bought it years ago at Radio Shack, obviously. I had to support the brand back then, knowing that one day I'll use an antenna, which I'm happy because it's still the same one. I use the antenna and I'm able to pick up, I don't know, anywhere from 10 to 15 channels. Some of them Spanish channels, news channels, old school antenna web or antenna TV channels, but I definitely get the local ones in high definition, which is nice, but I don't pay anything for that at all. So I would say just be careful with what you're using for subscriptions. If you're seeing a lot of the subscriptions that you're not using and they have you on a monthly draw and they're just withdrawing all the money from your account and you notice like you're bleeding $50, $60 a month just in service-based subscriptions, uh, whether it's Amazon Prime, Hulu, Netflix, whatever it might be, just be mindful of that. Now, definitely, I am a fan of the services uh, the streaming services that are out there, Netflix, Hulu, those are the two big ones that I use. I love Hulu, and it's actually included in my phone bill through Sprint. So I know Sprint just had a recent merger with T-Mobile, so I'm curious to see what that's going to look like and if Sprint is still going to honor that uh, promotion because they currently pay for my AAA membership every year. And then I'm curious to see if they're going to continue paying for the Hulu uh, subscription each month. Hopefully they do. I know it's only a couple of bucks, but if you're listening and you haven't gotten the chance yet to cut the cord and you're kind of listening to this, like, yeah, I wouldn't mind having some free channels. Just go to the store, pick up an antenna or just go to antennaweb.org, type in your address, see if anything's even going to pop up on there for you, but try it out yourself too. The biggest thing that people don't realize as well, when you get an antenna is you actually have to go into the television settings itself and you have to go in there and change your settings in order to search to find the antenna. So it's usually by default on cable. You actually have to change that over to TV or air, okay, or antenna. And then you're going to have to do a channel scan on the with the antenna plugged in through the coaxial input on the back of the television. So when you do a channel scan, then it'll show you what stations you'll be able to pull in. So let it do its thing. It takes a couple of minutes. What's super awesome about the new televisions that are out there on the market is they all have TV tuners built in. So you don't need to buy any other accessories as long as you have a newer television, which television prices very, very cheap. I wouldn't recommend trying to go out there and go find a, try to find and hunt down a TV tuner box for 20 to $50. I'd rather see you spend that money in upgrading your television set if, if your television's that old. High definition is a great thing. <laughs> but I really believe that everybody has upgraded tech. So with that said, definitely look into the idea 
like I said, in a future podcast episode, we're kind of going to go ahead and we'll go through each streaming service provider for its pros and some of its cons, pricing levels, and kind of some uh, different money hacks and ways that you can do it, whether it's some free trials to try out some of these other ones or contacting customer service or just different sales and promotions to keep an eye out for. But definitely, 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 I can't stress it enough. If you are paying for cable and you are not using it, you might just be using it for the internet, just do some shopping around, see what's going on. It might not seem like a lot of money and you might say, yeah, it's only 30 extra bucks or 40 extra bucks, you know, every month on top of what I would normally pay for internet. I understand that, but if you add that up over a year, you know, if it's an extra 10 bucks, 120, 20 bucks, an extra 240, you know, 30 bucks, 360 upwards from there, right? So if we're talking almost $500 that you might be able to save over a year just by cutting cable, that definitely adds up and that can have some big time impacts on paying some bills. So with that said, that's going to shape up this episode episode number two of the shaving dollars podcast so if you have any questions or concerns or you want me to mention anything on the show or bring up or any specified topics uh just go ahead send an email shaving dollars podcast at gmail.com and uh just go on facebook give us a like give us a share and a comment and uh rating and review would definitely appreciate it thank you so much we'll catch you on the next episode Thanks for listening to the show. Any questions, email shavingdollarspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook at Shaving Dollars Podcast. See you next time.